0: This is our podcast about love, marriage, and relationships.
1: Please check us out online at couple synergy.com or on Facebook and Instagram at Synergy. and please subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review or send us any suggestions on topics you'd like to hear more about. And now on to Couple Synergy, an in-depth look at love, marriage, and relationships, where we bring you our experience helping thousands of couples transformed their relationships for over 20 years.
0: You know, everyone says you should work on your relationship, but nobody teaches us how. So we've created this podcast to teach people what they can do to create the relationship they've always dreamed of.
1: With the partner they fell in love with. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about what happens when your partner wants to change. Mm. Yeah, when they want to change something, change Mm -hmm. themselves, like individually, or they want to... Change, the relationship, and they just want something to be different,
0: mm-hmm. which is scary.
1: It's very scary, and this causes this can cause a lot of upheaval in relationships. Uh, before we get to this topic, I just wanted to read out a review that we got, mm. and um, this review is titled "A Great Couples Podcast." Doctor Ray and Jean are superb. Great insights into every aspect of a marriage. Their years of couples therapy are brought to the forefront to help you move your marriage from good to great or maybe from bad to good. You get the idea. If your marriage is important to you, be sure to subscribe and enjoy your best marriage. Thank you so much. And it's it's titled a uh, hearing aid user, I guess. <laughs> Thank you so much for your wonderful, wonderful review.
0: And for listening. And for listening. With your hearing aid. With your hearing aid.
1: <laughs> yes. You know, we, we love doing this podcast. It has been such a great endeavor, you know, when we started. Mm-hmm. it's It's actually coming up on... Three years now, I think. Yeah, July 4th. July 4th. So thank you so much for listening, for all of you guys who who are tuning in, and thank you so much for the review as well. Uh, We really take all the reviews seriously, and you know we want to make sure that we're getting good content out to all of you out there. And so today, we are talking about what happens when your partner wants to change. And I'm sure all of you out there in a relationship have experienced this from one time to another, where your partner wants something to be different, whether they start changing themselves, maybe they want to start a new exercise routine or a new diet, or they just want to, you know, change their lifestyle. And that now is going to affect you and affect the relationship.
0: We're kind of funny as people, you know, like we really like our certainty So I always use the example of, you know, if you're at a wedding and you have to go to the bathroom, you got to get up, you got to look around, you got to find it. You go in and, you know, second stall on the left. Works great. If you're going to go back, you're still going to go to the second stall on the left because it's something you've already known. You already conquered the risk of finding it. It worked. Why should I take another risk and try third stall on the the right?
1: We are creatures of habit. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. And we do love getting into a routine, because that brings about this feeling of certainty.
0: So especially when you're dealing with another person, if they're being predictable, if they are being routine, then you know what to expect and you feel safer.
1: Even if what they are doing and their routine is not healthy, it is an unhealthy habit that they keep doing over and over again. To a certain extent, we become comfortable. I use that word in quotes, comfortable Mm -hmm. with it. It because it's, it's known.
0: That's why you'll see couples who, if one of them's an alcoholic and they stop drinking, the relationship sometimes ends because the other person doesn't know how to deal with them as a non-alcoholic, right? as a sober person. And so they go find another alcoholic.
1: <laughs> right, even if the partner wanted them to stop.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's it amazing, right? When you want your partner to change, And then they do. Well, now it's like, well, now what? Mm -hmm. How do we deal with that?
0: If you think about it, like, you know, we use the reference of dancing. And if you have this routine down with your partner and all of a sudden they change their step, you got to figure out what your step
1: is. Oh, it throws the whole dance off. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: And so even if it's their own personal life and doesn't impact the relationship, it still impacts the relationship.
1: Human beings are motivated to change by pleasure and pain mm-hmm. those are two things that really motivate people to change even though we don't like it right we don't like change
0: well there's a couple more pain boredom and love
1: and love mm-hmm. we'll see I would cover that in under pleasure pleasure and pain
0: a lot but yes we seek pleasure we avoid pain and When we get bored, we don't like that feeling either.
1: You know, One of the things we've talked about in previous podcasts is that typically when a couple wants to change in their relationship, it is the woman in the relationship that notices there's a problem and wants the problem to be changed and to be shifted.
0: I think it's funny you say it wants to change. I don't think many couples want to change. (laughs) I think it goes back to that. Place of pain, right?
1: They're in too much pain. Yep. To continue doing what they're doing, mm-hmm. we were talking, you know, a little bit about this because e- of Megan, Megan James, who we podcasted, and they were talking about her starting to change her belief system.
0: They grew up in a really uh, enclosed knit community of Mennonites, and she started reading some new stuff.
1: Which and listening to some podcasts too. And listening
0: to some podcasts, and which if you look really at,
1: threatened James. Yeah, you we know, got a little scared mm-hmm. about what she was listening to, what she was learning, and and how her belief was shifting. And that's that's that like upsetting the apple cart, where now what you knew is no longer. It's now changing into something of the unknown,
0: especially when it comes to our belief system. Our belief system is really thoughts we've had over and over again. And wherever you're born in the world and whatever you're hearing about life and the world is what you believe. And so when you start learning something new, it can be really scary. And it can feel really good to a person who is maybe struggling with what they believe. It's maybe not really working for their life. But if both of you have the same belief and one of you starts to change, then you wonder what else is going to change.
1: And Is this change going to bring about the end of the relationship? And Mm -hmm. I think ultimately that's really the fear.
0: Well, and I I would say the answer is yes. There will be an end to the relationship as it is. As you know it. And something new will get birthed from that transformation.
1: The ultimate fear, though, is that it is going to end the relationship for good. Mm -hmm. And now your partner is going to leave you, Mm -hmm. right? Abandoned or, or reject you. And you know that is always a fear that's going to be there. It doesn't matter how long you have been married or how long you've been with your partner. There's always that fear of abandonment, always that fear of rejection there in the back of your head.
0: So there's this concept that women have a restlessness about them. And that restlessness comes from a place of scanning the environment and looking for potential threats. And the female brain is designed like that in order to read their baby's face, which they don't have words, and try to find out what they need and how to care for them. And then the environment to make sure it's safe. So we're just sort of naturally designed to what we would call look for problems, right? And the male you, brain is You've not. never done that, though. No.
1: You are not a restless <laughs> person. <laughs>
0: And the male brain's more like, if it's not broke, don't fix it.
1: Well, you know, we were talking about this before we hit record, and you were asking about what motivates men to change. And I would say pain, but there is a level of toleration that men have. They can sit in an ungodly amount of pain and deal with that before they get to a point that they start changing.
0: Maybe because of the hunter days when you had to go out and tolerate freezing cold, early morning, uncertainty. Well,
1: there is something to be said about being able to tolerate frustrating or painful situations, you know, being able to stick it out. And if you think about sports and you think about fixing problems, you have to tolerate a level of uncomfortableness in order to be able to push through to get to the other side. Mm -hmm. Now, that's the positive part of, Toleration of pain, but there is that negative side that I think a lot of men get stuck in to the point that they will ignore any type of medical issues that are going on in their body and not seek help or not seek treatment, and they will allow that to go on and on and Often until they die, pain, till the, till something happens, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. That's tragic and. And that is, I guess, the negative side or the shadow side of that toleration
0: quality. Yeah, I I would say the difference of that on the female side might be changing before you try, before you allow this transformation to happen within the relationship. Maybe you're done too soon. So if you observe a problem and you just go, okay, this isn't working, so I'm going to go a different route, it doesn't really allow you to delve into the whole point of being in a relationship. And the point of being in a relationship is to know yourself through your partner's eyes, through their reflection, and for them to know themselves. And we really get to know that when we stick in conflict together.
1: And grow from it. hmm yep. Right, the, the goal of a relationship is to evolve and grow together or at least to grow in a way that you learn.
0: Which is you know why we always say it's the most difficult thing you'll ever do. It's the most painful and rewarding thing, and the person who's gonna hurt you the most is your partner, and the person who's gonna help you grow the most is your partner because they're the closest reflection you can possibly have.
1: And stagnation is very unhealthy. Stagnation in anything in life is toxic. Mm -hmm. And so stagnation, or not changing, In a relationship, can be toxic and will be toxic to the relationship and to both people if you get stuck in the same pattern over and over and over again and keep doing the same thing. And especially, you know, from the guy's perspective, if he's sitting in a very, you know, painful and dysfunctional place in his life and just tolerating it, that stagnation could kill him. And it's definitely a relationship killer because it does not promote that moving forward and that that evolution into something greater of a connection.
0: One thing I've noticed with women is women also stay in, in a relationship or in things that they're not happy with and they tolerate also, but there's a stronger belief that it's their fault, like they are blaming mm. themselves. And it seems to me that when... When a woman gets to a certain point in life where she has some time for herself, maybe, you know, the kids are grown or getting older and then she starts to learn something new. Now she's seeking because, you know, that's what women do. We try to look for problems. So if we're looking for problems, we're seekers. And then you seek by listening to a podcast or reading a book, and then you start going through what Wayne Dyer calls the shift. And the first part for women, the change of the shift, is And this was a Carl Jung concept as yep. well. Yeah, yep. the morning of life and the afternoon of life is the Carl Jung concept. And the reason women tolerate is their the fear of being abandoned, right? If I'm going to bring up a problem, I'm not pleasing to my partner, which the brain does that in the female brain. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm not pleasing to my partner, they might leave, and then I have to figure out how to live with all of that. And so they tolerate a lot until maybe like 20 years in sometimes, a lot of times. And then they start this process of sort of waking up. And at that point, their fear of being unhappy in the relationship and and having an unhappy life becomes greater than their fear of abandonment. And that is when a lot of couples will begin the change process.
1: And I would say for men, their biggest fear is to be rejected by their partner rejected, you know, emotionally, mentally, physically, sexually, you know, all of that is, is a fear. And so a lot of times they blame outward. They don't blame inward. It's like, I, I, I'm not the one with the problem here. You know, you, you have a problem, you know, and I don't know why you have to just rock the boat, you know, everything's fine and let's just keep things the way that they are.
0: The soothing of that though is really destructive Right, that's when people turn to all the distractions, right? Whether it's you know being on your phone, watching TV, getting drunk, pornography, gambling, all, drugs, yep, whatever it even is, even affairs. It's interesting to hear when a when a guy has an affair and he's like, "It didn't mean anything," and for him, he was just wanting to soothe that part of him that got rejected or was feeling not Mm -hmm. appreciated or whatever that is he really wasn't looking to fall out he was actually just using another person and that's why it didn't mean anything as opposed to with, with women it's typically they feel so neglected that if they get that kind of attention they're gonna end their marriage much more often than when a guy does that kind of stuff
1: And now let's take a little break to tell you a little bit more about our home study course called Relationship 101.
0: One of our passions is really to bring this work to everybody. And a lot of times what we hear is one person in the relationship is wanting to work on it, the other one is not. And so this is a great way for you guys to get a taste of what it is like to work on your relationship in a fun eight date night video series to learn what you need to learn.
1: Yeah, Relationship 101 consists of eight video modules, typically about 30 to 40 minutes long, with some discussion questions and exercises for couples to do together at the end. This is kind of a culmination of our work over 20 years and synthesizing all of the skills and tools necessary to create an amazing relationship. This online course consists of eight modules, which is five plus hours of course content it also includes bonus resources all designed to learn and grow together as a couple
0: it's fun it's insightful and gives you a great excuse to spend some extra quality time with your partner
1: all of this course content is valued at over 850 dollars. currently now it is priced at 387 and if you just go to go.couplesynergymethod.com slash relationship 101, it'll take you directly to the link. That's go.couplesynergymethod.com slash relationship 101.
0: And if you're a single person, you can still benefit from it.
1: It's not unlike men and how they face medical issues, you know, as I mentioned earlier, it's they, they're ignoring the symptoms you know symptoms are starting they're just ignoring it ignoring it ignoring it and you know they they kind of take this approach of well if if this hurts then just don't do it right okay. let's just mm-hmm. ignore it let's bury it put our head in the sand and and not take a look at it and not even consider change until there is a big crisis and it's the crisis that wakes them up maybe they're not ready to do the work to change but it wakes them up and lets them know that you know there there is actually a problem here and maybe that crisis is you know his spouse talking to someone else online or spending time with you know a male friend or maybe she's even totally checked out and there's not there's no sexual intimacy that's happening
0: you know, we recently recorded a podcast that hasn't aired yet with Gordon, and he was saying that he was unhappy in his marriage, and he he went to the doctor, and the doctor was saying that he hears it all day long, how unhappy people are in their relationships, and that doctor's idea was maybe 15% of couples are actually thriving and happy. That's a, Those are pretty big numbers.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty low number. hmm Yeah.
0: Do you know if your partner is happy? Do you know... If you're happy, you were just talking to me about time to reflect. Mm-hmm. When do I sit and ask myself those questions? What's in my life that isn't working? And what am I going to do about it? And what do I want to? What do I have the courage to do about it? And do you wait until you get diabetes before you lose the 30 pounds or whatever it is that motivates us? Sometimes we don't even do that. You know, it's really, really difficult. Change is hard.
1: Change is very hard. Very
0: difficult for human beings to do. And that reflection time, it used to be built into our weekly lifestyle. At least when I was a kid, you know, stores were closed on Sundays. Out in Colorado, they're closed on Sundays. There's not much shopping that happens on Sundays still in Colorado. But now life is busy all the time.
1: I would say on the western slope of Colorado. On the western yeah. slope
0: where yeah, where we are. Yeah. And so there is more downtime. There's more time to do things that are maybe a little bit more mundane and physical. Go for a walk, go fishing, sit, have a cup of coffee instead of just the bombardment of the busyness of.
1: Or in the wintertime, chopping wood.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Just something that's rote and, you know, doing that kind of rote type of behavior, you have that time to really think and contemplate and take a look at your life and think about, you know, hey, am I on the right track here? Is what go, is what's going on in my life in alignment with the path I want to walk?
0: You know, I'd really encourage you to take that time when you have to do something like, you know, cut the grass or pull weeds or whatever those things are. Clean the house and don't distract yourself. Like, don't Don't fill it up with music or other things. If you could set aside maybe an hour a week just to sit in your life and think about it and maybe even ask your partner, are you happy? Is this what you thought it was going to be? If you had a magic wand, what would you change? What would you do different?
1: I would be willing to bet that those of you that are listening to this podcast, you are typically the partner in the relationship that is seeking the change. You know, maybe you're not really happy with where things are at and now you are seeking out what to do about that. And so don't be surprised that if you go to your partner and you let them know that you want to change something, you know, don't be surprised that they are going to be Kind of Resisting. guarded and resistive <laughs> and maybe even defensive. Threatened. Yeah. Threatened. Yeah. They might even think that they are, you're pointing the finger at them, mm-hmm. that they're to blame for where you are at in your relationship. And this is a very common and typical response that you can expect. And so maybe we can talk about like how, how to approach your partner in a way that is going to minimize that that defensive response.
0: I don't know. And maybe the defensive response is important. You know, we talked about having difficult conversations. It kind of starts that way and not to be afraid of that defensiveness. Mm-hmm. And sort of, you know, dig in there and try to have that difficult conversation because it's really easy for in the and one of the very common mistakes We see couples make in their communication is they don't want to upset their partner. So they don't say anything. Yeah,
1: they keep it to themselves. Mm -hmm. And then they just turn passive aggressive.
0: And then their life blows up. Right. Because you got to pay sometime, right? If you're not happy. And, you know, I think the best thing that you can do is find a quiet time, find a time when you actually have invested quite a bit in your relationship, doing things together that are new, fun, interesting, exciting. Talking more with your partner, complimenting them, knowing about who they are, and then you know after you nurture the friendship part of the relationship, then you got something to pull from. But if you've been sitting in unhappiness for a while, you've probably been acting in a scary way. Maybe you're more ignoring those bit of attempt bids to connect, and so your partner might be noticing something's off, so they're already coming in kind of fearful. But if you're increasing your affection and you're increasing your communication, then you can say, hey, you know what? I want to talk about this harder thing.
1: You're, you're probably already in a position that the two of you aren't really spending much time at all together, having fun, nurturing the friendship. You've probably gotten to a, a pattern where, you know, you're going through the day in and day out kind of activities, maybe the kids got stuff going on and you're both busy living these parallel lives. That's typically what we see when someone is at a place that they're just can't continue doing what they're doing and they want things to change. And so to go and approach your partner at this point right now, you will get a defensive response back. Absolutely. Because there isn't much investment going on in the relationship. There's not enough in that bank account, you know, to draw from. And, you know, one of the biggest mistakes that couples have, and, you know, we did a podcast on this, was, you know, they have this conversation late at night when they're about to go to bed.
0: The late night fight.
1: The late night fight, right. And you're about to go to bed, and then your partner says, you know, are you happy? <laughs> or or just, say, you know, why did you say that today? You know, they just they start the fight, and, and now it's like, oh, I got to work in the morning, you know, why are you bringing this up now? You know, you know I had a hard day, you know I had all this stuff going on and it's never, it's not gonna turn out good at all.
0: That's why we really encourage couples to do the weekend intensive because that's, you take a break from your life and you set time aside and that's what we help them do. Here's time to bond and connect and have fun, learn something new. And then ultimately dive into that deeper conversation and then leave kind of with a plan and a new refreshed way of being in the world. And we certainly don't have three, four days that we set aside to be with our partner, sadly. We would do it to take a class so that we can get certified in something or if we had a a physical problem and we had to set aside time to have surgery or something like that, we would take that time. But it doesn't feel eminent in a relationship. And it's just a slow burning. It's incremental. Yeah.
1: Over a long period of time. I like using the example of when I got certified for scuba diving. You remember me telling you a story about this? And I was doing compass work. Mm -hmm. And so I start on the shore and I'm supposed to head at this compass reading. And at a certain depth at that compass reading, I am supposed to hit an underwater platform. Right? And that's my, my goal here. So I'm with the dime instructor. I start out heading in that compass, in that direction, and the needle is right on that number. And I keep going and going. And it starts getting colder and colder. And I see the depth, you know, is now I'm beyond where this platform is supposed to be. And I'm way, way off. And now I'm lost. Right. And so now the dive instructor is, is like, no, we're going to we need to surface now. OK. And so I start to surface and I accidentally put some water into my BCD instead of putting air in it, it start <laughs> to sink more and I'm panicking. And, you know, long story short, I get to the surface and I see that I'm way, way off. My compass needle was not free floating. It was stuck. <laughs> it was stuck on the, the right number, mm-hmm. but I was one degree off in where my trajectory was. And so incremental over time and over distance, that one degree off will put you so far away mm-hmm. from where mm-hmm. your goal is. And that's typically what happens in couples relationships is if they don't change and they don't continue to evolve And take a reading of where they're at now and where they want to go and make those adjustments by the time that the crisis happens or the time they really can't stand that pain anymore. They are so far off target.
0: Yeah. And this is really normal. You know, when you fall in love with someone. There are so many stages of development we go through. And we go through that in our physiological bodies. We go through that in our financial picture of our life. We go through that as we age, all sorts of things. And so you got to go take another compass reading. You got to see, are we on target? Did we want to move our target? Yeah. What our target was when we first got married might be very different now. And it isn't because there's necessarily a problem And I think that's the most difficult thing about relationships is that you have to work on it if you want to be happy in it, even if there's no problem. And we were just listening to a book by Eric Fromm, and he was talking about, you know, if you want to be a master, you want to be a doctor, you have to first learn the theory. You have to learn about anatomy. You have to learn about, you know, diseases and medications. But once you become a doctor and you have all that theory, you haven't started practice yet. And it's years and years and years of practice that actually make you good at something. And we don't even have a theory of things that we know we should learn about relationship. And then we bump into a problem and then we think, well, maybe I just suck at this, that it's something innate and natural as opposed to a skill that we have to master.
1: Or maybe it's my partner's fault. <laughs> I've got everything down. Of course
0: it's your partner's fault. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: And then they don't do, you know, the practice. Mm-hmm of those positive relationship behaviors in order to become masters at it and have a masterful masterful marriage.
0: Mm, I like that, that's pretty good. And because our partners are such a close reflection, we can't see our part and we do think it's all them. That's the best part. And, and it's so amazing because you can only change your half, but you can't see it. And that's why creating a relationship that you can speak to each other in honest ways and share uncertainty and share what's in your heart even if you don't really understand it even if you're like i just have a feeling i just don't feel like i'm thriving in life and i don't know if it's me i don't know if it's you i don't know if it's us but i want something to be different and you can
1: you know preface that by saying hey you know i i just want to tell you what i feel and you don't have to respond you know i don't want you to Take offense or think it's about you or just, or
0: that you should even have to fix it.
1: Or that you are responsible for fixing it. Or just say, I, I just I'm not happy with where I'm at. I'm not happy with where we're at. And I want things to be different.
0: And I guarantee you, if you're in that place where you would like change to happen, you don't feel good, your partner's not feeling that way at all. We always see couples change in leapfrog fashion where one person becomes aware of it first the other person's just chugging along going hey everything's working great and all of a sudden you're like shining a spotlight and you're like ah it's always a little shocking you know
1: <laughs> right don't pay attention to the man behind the curtain right <laughs> <laughs>
0: look at the shiny object over yeah. there yeah
1: so we want to thank you for joining us today on Couple Synergy. This is a really awesome topic, and I'm sure a lot of you out there can relate. Our passion is in helping couples and people have happy and healthy relationships, and this podcast gives us a fun way of bringing our knowledge and expertise to you, our listeners. For all of you listening, please let us know how you enjoy the show. If you have any questions, comments, or topic suggestions, please email us at contact at couplesynergy.com. For more information about Couple Synergy and our programs, such as Relationship 101, our home study course, the Couples Weekend Intensive, and our premier coaching program called Couple to Couple, look us up online at couplesynergy.com.
0: And if you know someone who could benefit from this episode, please download it and share it. And thank you for listening.
1: Until next time, synergize your life and synergize your love.
0: You have been listening to Couple Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean Katkodian. Couple Synergy was recorded, edited, and produced by Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. Voiceover and music entitled Breathe and Let Go was recorded and composed by Gina Gonzalez.